What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Sideline Story, man. It's your boy JB back again with another episode. We have seen it all in the sports world since the last time I dropped the episode, and I'm loving every bit of it, honestly. Um, NFL football just happened this past weekend. Um, college football started up some, and we have some more to come uh, in the future. Um, the NBA playoffs are still going strong, and we're headed to the conference finals pretty soon here. Um, but first, before I get started, I want to say rest in peace to a black king, Chadwick Boseman, man. Chadwick Boseman, who was starring in many movies, but he definitely played a great role in Black Panther, as he definitely was the black king and black uh, superhero for kids uh, in the world today. Just for people, black people in general, man, he gave them hope they could do whatever they wanted to, whatever was in their mind to do. So I just want to say rest in peace to him, rest in power. Thank you for being that black superhero for us. In the NBA, man, playoff basketball has been such entertainment. As the teams are moving forward in the bubble, we kick it off in the Western Conference where the Lakers defeated the Rockets um, 4-1 in their series. In game one, the Rockets came out and stunned the Lakers behind James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and that probably was Russell Westbrook's best game of the series. As the series continued, though, LeBron James and Anthony Davis stepped their game on both ends of the floor. LeBron James averaged 25.8 points this series, and Anthony Davis averaged 25.4. The Lakers got help from different players throughout the uh, series as the role players shot the ball extremely well from the field and the four wins to close out the Rockets. Contavious Caldwell-Pope continued his great shooting, and Danny Green finally looked to be in rhythm with his jump shot. Playoff Rondo, who didn't play in the first series against the Trailblazers, showed up again and provided great minutes off the bench. Alex Caruso, who comes in and seems to do all the little things for the Lakers, handled the ball, uh, shot the ball pretty well, and also played defense on the opposing guards. For the Lakers at the Game 3, they were up... Uh, Two to one at that point, the Lakers made some adjustments in the lineup to go smaller to guard the Rockets. They took out JaVel McGee and uh, inserted Markeith Morris. Morris, who came in for the Lakers and played exceptionally well as a stretch four, as he shot the ball well and was able to guard the Rockets, guards, and other uh, players. For the Lakers, they have really picked it up on the defense side of the ball behind leaders LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and those two guys have definitely brought the intensity on the defensive end and uh, can definitely keep it up. LeBron James uh, looks like he's continuing to turn it back the clock and showing he's still the best player in the NBA. Um, for Houston, on the other hand, they have some more work to do in order to get to that next step of a championship, man. Uh, they have one of the most lethal scorers in, in basketball in James Harden and another aggressive star in Russell Westbrook. But with the loss of Coach Mike D'Antoni, who told the Rockets owners that he won't be coming back to coach the team next year, they may be looking to change their system. This may be a good thing for Houston moving forward as, of course, D'Antoni's offensive system hasn't won him a championship yet as long as he's been in the NBA. It wins him a, a lot of games, and it is successful in the regular season. When it comes down to playoff basketball, they just can never get to that top. Um, for the Rockets, I feel like they have to reconstruct their roster. They need to go out and get someone who can be like a, maybe a stretch four big, maybe somebody who can who can play a five when they go small since they like going small, but can also play the uh, four when they need maybe a big lineup. Um, James Harden has definitely said that they need a missing piece after their loss to the Lakers, and he's definitely right. Um, another thing that needs to happen is Russell Westbrook has to get in the gym. He has to change his jump shot, fix his jump shot, whatever whatever he has to do, he has to do it if he's going to play for the Rockets. Because when you look at it, James Harden is the man. He's the guy. And for Russell Westbrook to be successful on that team, he has to be able to catch and shoot off a of hard uh, penetration. And that's one thing we saw the Lakers doing this series was they doubled Harden and left Westbrook open 
to shoot threes because they knew he wasn't able to confidently and consistently shoot the three. So in order for the Rockets to be a better team, if they keep Westbrook, Westbrook has to be able to catch and shoot off of the Harden penetration and other players' penetration. In the other series in the Western Conference, it's going to a Game 7. And what looked like a 4-1 series for the Clippers as they were up 3-1, the comeback story for the Denver Nuggets has definitely come. For the Clippers, they haven't really been able to close out games. The Clippers in Game 6 were up 16.5 before the Nuggets came back on a tear to close out the game. In this series, we have definitely seen the best and the worst of the Clippers, and it seems their role players haven't stepped up to the plate for the two superstars. Kawhi Leonard, who is definitely a top three in the NBA player right now, is scoring at will and averaging 26 points per game, while Paul George, who has shown up this series better than the last series, is averaging 23.6 points per game. But here in this series, it seems as though those are the only two guys who are showing up on a consistent basis. For the Clippers, they need guys like Lou Williams and six-man of the year Montrezl Harrell to step it up this Game 7 on Tuesday night. For the Nuggets, they have bounced back after going down 3-1 in this series like they did last year against Utah. It seems as if the Nuggets love playing behind the, as the Clippers in the last two games have had big leads over the Nuggets before the uh, Nuggets battle back and win the games. The Nuggets have balanced scoring in these uh, last two games since Michael Porter Jr. said they needed more player involvement to beat the Clippers. We all know that the Nuggets are led by Nikola Jokic, who is averaging 25.8 points per game this series, and Murray, who went on the tier last season against the Jazz, has still played pretty good, but is only averaging 19.7 points a game this series. The Nuggets have gotten big contributions from guys like Gary Harris this season, series and also Michael Porter Jr. These guys have been key factors in the Nuggets' wins, especially in the second half. For me, as the series has unfolded, at this point, the Nuggets are in the driver's seat. They have taken all the Clippers' momentum out of the series. The Clippers have the two best players in this series, but overall team play right now, Denver has all the edge to go forward and beat the Clippers in this series. Denver has definitely been the deeper team, and they're definitely showing it every game. Next, we'll take it over to the Eastern Conference, where the number one seed has gone down. Uh, as we saw in the semifinal game, the Miami Heat took down the Bucks in five games on a 4-1 series. The Heat, who have everything that's needed to be a championship team, came to play. Jimmy Butler, who led the Heat in the series, has the dog mentality to go get it. He came out in Game 1 and dropped 40 points on the Bucks. Um, the Heat, who have a good mix of players who have talent and can score the ball, starting with Jimmy Buckets, as I mentioned before, to Bam Adebayo, Tyler Harrell, Gordon Dragic, Duncan Robinson, and Jay Crowder. Just to name a few of those guys who have put together a great team culture and a great chemistry. Butler, who averaged 23.4 points in that series, and Bam Adebayo added 17 points per game in that series, played great defense. Um, those guys definitely become a tandem and together, and they're surrounded by great players who play their role well. The Heat, who advance, will be facing off against the Boston Celtics. The Celtics uh, definitely can make this series an interesting series, and I feel like it'll be a fun and entertaining series. We have two teams who are hungry and looking to get to their first NBA Finals in a while. For the Heat, it has been since 2014 with LeBron James since they got to the uh, finals. And for the Celtics, they haven't been to the finals since 2010 with the big three of KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. So both of these teams are hungry for the fight to win the championship. For the Heat, they definitely was able to shut down Giannis and Tacupo. Um They definitely put a brick wall up above him, and he definitely was not able to just take over and show why he's a great player in the NBA. For the Bucks, on the other hand, they have to figure out what's next and what's the moves they need to go with from here. For Giannis, if he wants to win a championship, in my opinion, he has to do one of two things. One, if he wants to be the man, the guy for his team, he has to go develop some kind of offensive game outside of 12 feet. Whether it be a post game with turnaround and fadeaways mixed in, 
um, with mid-range shots, or even if he wants to just go continue to develop a, a three-point shot. He needs to go look at guys like Amari Stoudemire, Kevin Garnett, just guys like that who even can do pick-and-pop mid-range-wise. That way he can be able to open the uh, floor up for other players. Or if he doesn't go do that and he has to be the second kind of guy on the team, a great acquisition they can get now would be a guy like Chris Paul who can come in with Giannis and they can have a two-man game of pick and roll, pick and pop, things of that nature that can give Giannis space off of the pick and roll where if he, Chris Paul dumps it off to him, he can drive and go from that. Um, a guy like Chris Paul can definitely teach him a lot of things about scoring, but Chris Paul will also be the guy who can close out the games for them scoring-wise with the basketball in his hands. In my opinion right now, Giannis just doesn't have the offensive bag that he needs to be that main guy on his team. And the Bucks have a lot of questions going forward about this team and the roster. In the other semifinal series, um, the Eastern Conference definitely saw the Celtics and the Raptors. And the Celtics beat the Raptors 4-3 in the Game 7 series. For the Celtics, they jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the series and let the Raptors come back and make it interesting. The Celtics, who were led by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, got big performances out of those guys. And Marcus Smart gave them big-time performances this series as well as he shot the ball very well throughout this series. In order for the Celtics to advance past the Heat to the NBA Finals, they have to get performances from Kimball Walker. Walker didn't have a great series versus Toronto, but he has to definitely step up his play if he wants to continue to win. Um, I want to see Kimba win a ring. Me personally, I don't think it'll be this year. But Kimba is definitely a great player, and he can definitely get, go get a bucket at any time. He, he loves to step back. He's a shifty guard who can get wherever he needs on the court. He just has to finish and be able to shoot the ball well. For Toronto, they played very hard to come from behind, but they just didn't have enough firepower in order to beat the Celtics in this series. Um, for Toronto, I feel like they're missing one piece. They have a great regular season success this year. But this is where they're missing a closer guy that they had last year in, like, Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry and Van Fleet are definitely good scorers. But to me, they aren't the closers that this team needs. Um, They wanted Siakam to be that scorer, but Siakam didn't play too good in this series. Um, Siakam has to go back to the summer and definitely work on his game from all three levels, scoring the basketball. He's definitely a great guy and a great player with great potential. He just has a a little bit of work to do to just be able to score at all three levels. Um, like I mentioned before, he really didn't play as well as people thought he would, and that kind of killed the Raptors' chances to beat the Celtics in a, in a seven-game series, especially when you're getting scoring from guys, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Mark Smart. They they were killing those guys, man. Um, for the for the Raptors, man, they have to go out and find a good score. Unless unless Siakam going to step in that role, they have to find a closer who can close out the uh, games for those guys. Last thing on my agenda today, man, I'm going to talk about the NBA draft lottery. That happened on August 21st. The order goes as follows. Minnesota 1, Golden State 2, Charlotte 3, Chicago 4, Cleveland 5, um, 6 is Atlanta, 7, Detroit, 8, New York, 9, Washington, 10, Phoenix, 11, San Antonio, 12, Sacramento, 13, New Orleans, and 14, the Boston Celtics. Um, there are many players in this draft who can come in and change a team's future. But for the Timberwolves, I feel like Anthony Edwards is the best man for that team. Um, they can come in. He can come in and definitely be the third scorer alongside Carly Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Really, if you if you want D'Angelo Russell to be a playmaking guard, Anthony Edwards can be that second scorer, and D'Angelo Russell can be the third guy for those for this team. Um, for the rest of the picks that I have, it'll be on the next podcast of the sideline story. Um, thank you for checking in for this one. I'm not going to keep you guys long. JB out.